we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. The vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, you know, I've been saying this wrong for way too long. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because Dallin, Joey, and I did not want to stop talking about the stuff that we found important. And that's why we're still here. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. And let me introduce you to everybody. Yeah, I basically started everything with everybody's names up on the screen because, I mean, why screw around at this point? Top left-hand corner of North America, up in the uh, Great Kanukistan, where apparently we're going to be putting uh, armed guards along the border for some stupid reason, because somebody thinks that the Canadians want to come down and invade. This is the equivalent of 1918, not 1812. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Dallin, good evening. Good evening. And just, you know... In case you're wondering if we're coming for the White House again, rest assured, we just don't give a shit anymore, okay? Most assuredly not right now, that's damn sure. And 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 quite frankly, uh, uh, all, things, all things considered, uh, you know, look, I understand the American initiative and the drive to want to be number one in everything. This is the wrong hill to die on. Quite literally. Okay. Not if you're full of yourself. Midwest of the U.S. from uh, out that way where um, there are slogans being used. <laughs> Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. Just a little bit off to the right into Ohio. Joey. Good evening. Good morning. Yep. Good morning. From uh, all points DOD bound. Yeah, I saw some of the stuff you were talking about earlier today on Renault Tech. Good morning. Um, it'd be a great morning if we had uh, <clears throat> procedures and protocols to follow that were, you know, by a reasonable adult. Yeah, tell me about it. I don't have the time. It'd take more than a day. Somehow that's not completely surprising right now. Disappointing. Not surprising. And from... I, I will say this. I will say this. Why well, I am very disappointed in the POTUS... I can say that some of the military men and women that I have to do business with, that I have to take instruction from, and uh, some of their chain of command, I am very impressed with, and I am very proud to be able to assist them because they are doing a lot of things the right way, and they're demonstrating a level of empathy that POTUS will never get. And from over the water into Paris, France... Good morning, Joseph. Glad you could make it. Good morning. <clears throat> After thinking I was an hour late, um, I'm finding out I'm just on time. That works. Good news. We're on the same clock. Yep. Sort of. As of two o'clock. Two o'clock in the morning. So thank you, everybody, for being with us, of course, as always. I do need to go ahead and preface the show at this point by reminding everybody that in the show notes, in the title, it does say that this will be 
a not safe for work episode because we will probably have some railing. We will probably have some topics that might be a little bit uncomfortable, to put it mildly. And if you should not be listening to the show at this time, please go ahead, skip past it, go to a different show and deal with it a little bit later. For those of you that are going to be staying with us, though, thank you. I know normally I drop a whole bunch of F-bombs, but right now I'm just not in the mood. For anybody that's watching the video, of course, live, thank you. You can, of course, take advantage of the live chat, which uh, Felis is over there. Is it live or is it Memorex? Well, you know what? I don't know that Memorex is still in business anymore. I don't know that they're not, but I've sure TDK, 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 whatever the hell. TDK. Uh, TDK, thank you. It is probably there. Although, yeah. if in a pinch, you could probably find Irish out there still, I'm sure. Somebody that actually remembers Irish brand cassette tapes. Congratulations. <clears throat> You're so were those, the one, were those the ones that were pre-recorded with, with swear words? <laughs> <laughs> or were they the ones that were... Um, that, that... Were they the ones that you found in the liquor store, you know, tied around the bottle of uh, of Irish whiskey? Nope. They were just the cheap ones. Mm-hmm. Usually 60 minute instead of 90. Hmm. But, you know, that's a, that's a whole other thing. So, uh, of <clears> course, <throat> everybody, thank you. Uh, for those that are watching on video and are wondering, okay, what's different about them? Yeah, uh, I am wearing uh, a shirt and tie for a change. Beyond that, you can figure it out for yourselves. I mean, this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, this, and I've got uh, I've got my coffee because uh, coffee right now it's kind of the way it's been. Coffee and water. Hmm. Water's good. Tonight's the last of my Kraken. Oh, dude, you poor man! You, I still have half a bottle. Oh, I, I had half a bottle about two thirds of a bottle ago. <laughs> yeah, I still have uh, I have a full bottle of my favorite vodka, a half bottle of my favorite vodka, half a bottle of the Kraken, and I have a beautiful um, I have a beautiful bottle of Coutre. Oh, fuck, I can't say it. Cointro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I've got. Um, Still got a bottle of Smyrny. I uh, got most of a bottle of Crown left, and I think I got something else. Um, I have to look. Yeah. So, so needless to say, uh, w- when those run out, we've got a problem. Well, I'm actually nursing mine just because I have uh, two two reasons, two really good reasons. One, I have allergies, so when I <laughs> Uh, like most people, when you consume alcohol, you can actually decrease your immune response to things. Well, when I drink alcohol, depending on how much I consume, when I wake up the next day, my resistance and tolerance for my allergies are, they've bottomed out. So other people would complain about a hangover. Uh, I've got, I feel like I've got the, you know, a, a version of the flu, but no, no fever. So just all the sinus pressure, the buildup, the swollen eyes and everything that the pollen gives me and the pet dander and so on and so forth. And it's just like, it's not worth it for me to drink a lot. Not anymore. Hmm. But the other thing is, is that, you know, 
for some people, immune response really does go down. So in this time where immune response is actually really critical, may want to not toss back 15 to 20 Budweiser's people. And down here, Budweiser's king, sadly. Yeah. I know, I know. Don't, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend that many Budweisers on a good day. Yeah, and if there's anything that we've learned from my taste testing, uh, why bother? Is basically what it comes down to. So keep that. It, it's cheap. It's easy to get. You can buy it in bulk. You can get case after. Ca- um, there's actually talk right now down here of the liquor store shutting down the various liquor stores. So it's not uncommon to see a pickup truck right now sitting outside of a liquor store and somebody just piling case after case after case of beer. Oh, geez. Yeah. People are making runs on the liquor store right now. Like I said, I'm nursing that stuff. Fair enough. So let me go ahead and get us started. And uh, as far as to talking about uh, cheap beer, uh, Dallin's going to have that one. We'll explain that. Brief. By the way, I saw that in the notes that you're going to be talking about logs. Log, log, as big as heavy as wood. You know, it's log, it's log, it's better than bad, it's good. Funny you should say that because uh, let me just go ahead and get everything started for tonight. So, with five minutes on the clock for us all, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Logs, yeah. Uh, I was going to make a, I was going to make a Star Trek uh, joke about it all and. Uh, Really not in the mood. <laughs> really, really not in the mood. In this case, logs is referring to that little button on your calculator that you never use. You know, the one that's next to orange or tan or brown or whatever the hell that thing is. The one that says rad. The other one that has the XY exponent thing over there. Yeah, log. Logarithmic functions. It's powers of 10, usually. This is uh this is not a good this is not a good time right now. Like a lot of other people, I've been looking at the information videos that have been put out by a lot of different groups that basically say, look, if you quarantine, this is what happens to the populations. And they got, you know, little simulated populations with little dots on a screen and blue ones are uninfected people, red ones are infected people, yellow ones are the asymptomatic people that maybe aren't sick, but they're carrying and they can infect people. So I've been looking at this and it's sobering. It really is. I mean, we don't, we don't think about it. And those of us who are older, who lived through the seventies at the very least, we would remember that there was an advertisement once upon a time ago, back in the 70s. Because she told two friends, and then they told two friends, and then they told two friends, and so on, and so on. Guys, we've not seen something like this. We have not. Our parents have not. Their parents Maybe. The big question is, would they even be alive anymore? Probably not. The last time we saw anything like this, anything like this, was the turn of the previous century. 
You know, they talk about the Spanish flu, which, by the way, it turns out part of the reason why they called it that was because they wanted to piss off Spain for not getting involved in World War I, so they pinned it on them for no other reason. Didn't know that part, did you? Neither did I. The concept that any one person could make a mistake and then spread this virus to who only knows how many people, and then them to others, and so on, and so on. That's scary. Man, that's sobering. And then when you add on to it that people may not develop symptoms for upwards of a week at the outset, and they could be infectious through that time, without even knowing that they were sick in the first place. That's chilling. The idea that we didn't even think about this when we had it staring in our faces when measles outbreaks started to have happen again. Because families were congregating over there at the House of Mouse. Huge, dense sections of humanity from all over the world. And you got measles. And then you realize where the anti-vax groups are because, well, you've got measles. I said something to folks. This was a biological inevitability. This isn't going to be the only time this is ever going to happen. You want to talk about how evolution doesn't happen? You want to argue that evolution only happens on the macro scale? Congratulations. You found out that evolution happens on the micro scale. Bravo. And you're inviting all your people to come to your churches now to share in this knowledge. Bravo. What's it going to be like when the first pew has two people who were infected and then they infect two people and then they infect two people and so on and so on and so on. This is episode 304 on the docket runner. Red 5 standing by. That's kind of where we're at right now, man. We're just, we're, we're, we're in the thick of it. We've got the battle, the biggest battle, the big bad, bearing down on us. And we're ready to go into battle. But for us, the battle is stay the fuck at home. But, you know, there you know, are companies that are actually, I'm sorry, are we over? With the five minute well we are but I'm, I'm just kind of laying the groundwork on this one sorry that um you know we we've we've got the battle right in front of us we're called in we've checked in and it, it's right on top of us and there's nothing else that we can do except get into the fur pile as the expression goes this is not a good feeling this sucks 
And there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people right now who are really feeling the stress of it. And tonight's show is really going to be really directed at you folks. So keep that in mind for everything. I did go looking up new information about Rafe Badawi. I've got nothing new other than there are calls for people who are in jails all over the world to get them out, separated, better protection so that they don't get infected. I hesitate to say it, but I dare say that there will be... There will be very likely um, a very large percentage of those prison populations that what's the uh, what's the anime meme? They're already dead. They just don't know it yet, and neither do we. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, with no new information, unfortunately, it has now been. Seven years, nine months, twelve days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting. Wouldn't there be an extreme irony if Rafe Badawi survived the outbreak, but the people who incarcerated him wound up dead from it? I got news for you. It'd be palpable. Um... As as the expression goes, uh, as much as we don't necessarily believe it, from your lips to God's ears, I'll drink to that. Lahayam. <laughs> Let's hope. I don't wish bad on anybody, generally speaking. There are a couple of exceptions to the rule, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of deal with that. You know, uh, I've mentioned on the show before, I think I've mentioned on the show before, that my... Um, Son doesn't spend the whole year with me. He spends a significant portion of time uh, with his mother. Well, I can tell you this. His mother works in the health health industry. I'm not going to say where, when, why, or how. And I will say that her husband works, and he works in a part of the – not in healthcare, but he works in an industry where he right now is also classified as somebody who needs to stay working. And his sister, who is now an adult, um, she is working, and she's working in an industry that's also classified as uh, a needful, uh, the needful that needs to stay open. So everybody but him in that house is working, uh, even during this time. And I'm working too, but I'm getting most of my work done remotely. But because of the nature of my work, I sometimes have to go on base, a base that's already confirmed um, at least one person had the virus. They took the steps. They've sterilized everything from top to bottom. They've interviewed. They've done everything that they're supposed to. Uh, They even released a Facebook post about it. And it was uh, very well put together. It was very articulate. It was very, it had all the things in it that you needed to know with very little not need to know, not, you know, very little filler. And, um, the uh, so you know there's still a threat there too in my line of work. I was talking with her the other day, and I told her, and I said, "Look, 
I know that we have our disagreements in the past. But one thing that you and I both have a very good understanding is the natures of viruses and bacteria, what they can really do to the human body, how easy it is to pass from one to another, depending on what they are, and so on and so on and so on. And I told her, I said, look, I want you safe. I don't want you to get this. I wish no harm upon you. And if there's anything I can do from the confines and limitations of my house, please let me know. This is a woman who I'm very upset with for the custody battle and everything else, the stunts that were pulled and so on and so forth. And right now, none of that crap matters. Right now, she's a fellow human being trying to survive this pandemic. As are we all. Congratulations. You're better than half the population of the UK right now. <sighs> Let's not even... You know what? We will. I'm not will. doing it to be better than them. No. No, I'm doing it no I, I know. I know. But because I'm just saying. right now, if there was no pandemic, I would probably still have a lot of anger and upset and everything else. But, I mean, if you, you if anybody had listened in that phone call between her and I, you would think that we settled our differences a decade ago when we still haven't. No. Right now, as the expression goes, there are bigger fish to fry. Hell yeah. Bigger fish. Indeed. There, there are much bigger fish to fry. Like the head Cheeto in charge. Yes. Oh, did I say that out loud? Sorry. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get and to there that. it goes. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that all you guys uh, pull up the horrible scope so we can uh, deal with that. And uh, while you guys are doing that really quickly, uh, I quote, do want to mention, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, since comment had been made, quote a certain raccoon, I would not eat that sushi. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, I don't understand. I'll explain later. Okay. I did mention last week that, um, oh, you know what? I didn't, uh, didn't double check my audio levels. I'm a little on the low side. All right, there we go. Uh, I did mention last week that I was going to be seeing about uh, helping somebody out with their show, and uh, it didn't happen by the time we had recorded our show last week, and, well, fortunately enough, it did actually happen earlier this week. So, yes, I did get uh, called up and tapped to help out with Sam Mulvey and Rebecca Friedman over there at Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey. Yes, that is the official title of the show, as much as Sam hates it. But you know what? <laughs> Tough shit. I don't care. And um, we had a good time. Uh, it turned out to be roughly a 45-minute show. I think I did well for myself. Um, there were a couple of minor edits. And I am extremely proud that I got a couple of, uh, uh, a couple of jokes that were just for us in there that will would be able to make it on broadcast radio. So th there's to me. So, you know, I was, I was very happy for that part. And if anybody's wondering, uh, just be listening for the Mork from Ork reference and you'll figure it out from there. That's as far as I'll go. And that's, that's, that's all kinds of worth it. And if you want an excuse as to why you should take a listen to that show, uh, cat bar mitzvahs 
and quinceañeras. <laughs> That's 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 all I need to give to everybody. If you if you needed an excuse to listen to it, there you go. I'll make sure the information is in the show notes so folks can see that it's already up on our various social media, so you can uh, you can check that out. Uh, Felis apparently uh, has already heard, so uh, yes, she 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 knows. So thank you, Han. Anyway, uh, we're all good for yes, we're all good for the uh, horrible scopes for tonight. Joseph? Uh oh. Did we lose you, Joseph? Oh, hey. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) So I was just uh, I was just double checking to make sure that uh, that you had the horrible scopes ready to read off to go along Um, with this. If you no, I don't actually. Oh well, the link is in the uh, in the uh, group chat. Oh oh oh. Good morning, Stephanie. Yes, you are there. Good morning, hun. Glad you're able to make it. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing the link. Uh, you might need to scroll up just a little bit. Uh, it's in the Discord chat. Yeah. Oh, here we are. Okay. See, this, this works out well. I see you guys were chatting for a while before I got on. No All good. Okay. So, since uh, since we could use a little bit of levity before we go ahead and start yelling and screaming at anybody, hopefully I don't wake up anybody, your horrible scopes for this <coughs> week. Enjoy. Aries, mm-hmm. something exciting will happen at work this week, but you won't be there to see it. You know Why? Because you're a good person and staying at home as much as possible. The downside is you're stuck listening to us. Oh, and the exciting thing? Someone put popcorn in the microwave for ten minutes, hoping to set off the smoke alarms and evacuate the building. Down? Me? Okay, never mind. Hold on. Same same east to west. Look, I had it. I had it set up. Okay, you said east to west. I'm about as far west as anybody. There's, I'm, you know, prefixes on it. You know, I, I, I. I now said, that I, I see it. the prefix, you know what? Shut up. Let's do this. No, this all right. Is, this is part of the God, I'm having deja vu. This one, this one I read last night. Anyways, <sighs> Taurus. Nothing's better than good friends and cheap alcohol, and. Shujin knows a little something about this. I mean, you know, he's consistently purchased gas station clearance rack beer at 79 cents a can. You know, how about this? <laughs> Be like Shujin. Drink the beer and don't go out driving this week. If you don't have beer, wine will do in a pinch. I mean, hey, it's just old grape juice, right? That's healthy. Gemini. As much as we'd love to dale, <laughs> dovetail the Taurus's item and remind you that beer is liquid bread, we kind of have to remind you that orange juice should not tingle when you drink it. Yes, it's horrible immediately after brushing your teeth, but what you're feeling on your tongue is fermentation. You're turning your OJ into... Uh, is that some weird version of mead? 
whatever, you drank it. You probably should just stay home now. You're clearly drunk. Cancer. A carrot may try to choke you this week. And this will have nothing to do with your love life. The Easter Bunny is seriously pissed off. And you <coughs> and you just happen to be the closest human. If you can't run away, then stay indoors. Deadbolt the front and back doors. Start a fire in the fireplace. And start making your own ringmail armor on the couch. Uh, did you lock the garage door? What was that sound? What was that sound? See, I wanted to say, what was that noise? That was brilliant. Uh, Leo, <laughs> your coworkers are planning your birthday party, but they have the wrong date. Don't correct them. Do you have any idea how hard it was for Trevor and IT to set up that Zoom video conference call? And Alan, that pain. Alan just insists on using his damn Apple MacBook from 2009 because it's fine. It still works just fine. Just, just stay home this weekend. Otherwise, you're going to be in jail for wanting to hit Alan over the head with the MacBook multiple times. As an aside, by the way, to that one, uh, I was specifically thinking of uh, Alan from Tron. So, you know, keep keep that one in mind. You know, uh, it, uh, tech? <laughs> I, 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 I'm getting the distinct impression that this one hit a wee bit close to home. Could be. A little bit. By the way, just for those listening, Zoom is not approved for government use. Uh, you know what? It's barely approved for insurance salesman use. Not that I would know anything about that. Mm. Thanks. And, and, and a funny oh. aside is Zoom just announced that they took out a piece of code that was relaying information to Facebook. That's... Mm. That wasn't exactly well. their fault. That wasn't exactly their fault, exactly. But we'll, we'll come yeah, back. they just use the we'll SDK. Come, we'll come, yeah. we'll come back to that. Joseph, going on. <clears throat> we got your job. For, oh, this is Libra, by the way. Uh, uh, Virgo. Virgo. Oh, Virgo. Oh, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Okay. Good morning. Uh, okay, <laughs> Virgo. Go with the waffles instead of the pancakes. And to help you with that, did you know there's a waffle maker that makes Lego brick-style mini waffles? Yep. So there's your excuse for staying home this week. You'll get to take pictures of yourself and send them to your parents with the captions. See? I'm playing with my food while saving the world. And you said I couldn't do them all at the same time. That is true, by the way. I I saw it on Facebook. The, the, the Lego mini brick waffle maker. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Nope. So here we go. Libra, we've got your job for this week. And I, I, I have to preface this by saying that there's a follow-up. Once We got your job for this week, Walmart greeter. But <laughs> you get to choose between two different promotions. Direct folks to the movie section while being inside an inflatable plastic ball. Or the pet department, but from inside a giant hamster ball. Either way. You better use the bathroom before you climb in. You won't be able to get through the doors and those things. Maybe you should just stay at home instead. Now, the follow-up to that is, apparently in the UK, somebody actually went to the store in a giant inflatable plastic ball. That's brilliant. I love it. And got stuck between aisles and got a scraped out. Somebody take a knife and go poop. So somebody actually did this 
after I wrote it, so I take no responsibility at the I'm shit, I shouldn't say I'm I'm sorry. Dallin, you you, you better you better go ahead and the management of staff of uh, Holy Crap of Vlogcast <laughs> do not endorse in any way, shape, or form you going to a store dressed in some kind of plastic or rubber ball to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. If you did do this, you did it on your own. We ain't going to save your ass. Dial carefully and best of luck. Mm-hmm. However, there was somebody who was uh, 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 creative enough to go to the store dressed as a Viking. Later. Going on. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me either. Although I do have a kilt. So do I. Again, wasn't me. <laughs> Going on. <laughs> uh, I guess that's me then. <laughs> I guess it is me. Yes. Scorpio. You will receive a phone call from a Norwegian prince, stuck at home like you, who needs help transferring some money between himself and some made-up shill company called Burger Queen. I have no idea where that one came from. It's fabulous burgers. Yes. If there's one thing your time at home should have taught you, it's not to trust anyone who can't pronounce Nigerian. Turn off your phone and have another nap. You earned it. Sagittarius, you're most likely to die by getting run over by a car. Stay indoors. And if you live in a seventh floor apartment, even better. You've got almost no chance of being run over by, let's say, a black customized 1982 Pontiac Firebird sports model. No chance whatsoever. There are a handful of people who know exactly what that was. <sighs> yep. Joe. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> right, wait, which one am I doing? Capricorn. Capricorn. You will discover a new and appalling skill this week. Fortunately, it has nothing to do with estimating the liquid capacity of the human digestive tract, which comes in at a roughly 52.5 liters. If you want to try that for yourself, that'll be over $100 in Coca-Cola. Might we suggest you stay in the bathtub when you try this out? (laughs) That is true. I actually looked that up. And I apologize for... Oh, wait. Never mind. You have two. You have two of them listed as Joe, and I didn't. I just now realized that. Yeah, we have two Joes. Yeah, Joseph will be doing Pisces. Aquarius, we know times are tough, but we applaud you trying to better yourself with online classes. We kind of have a little word of warning. If you still believe the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, you should drop out of medical school before somebody gets hurt. Take the time to do your research after 2 a.m. local time. That way there are fewer people using Bing and you can get your search results back quicker. I'm done, Joseph. Line. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph. You get to finish off. He's muted. What happens if we unmute him? Do we hear things going on in the background? No. Uh, no, you just hear me clicking away. Uh, Pisces? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's he really doing behind that camera? I can't see. I, I'm, I'm aligning doors. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, is that what they're calling it nowadays? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a euphemism if I ever heard one. Finish the Hello. <laughs> All right, Pisces. 
You may be feeling down a bit. You No, you may be feeling a bit down this week, and that's okay. We're all in this boat together, navigating the rocks, avoiding the whirlpools, trying to grab the chain when you get blown into the air. Okay, wait. Either you're on a really weird whitewater rafting expedition or playing Dragon's Lair. Either way, just stay home and listen to us at night. After all, how bad could it possibly be? And now we know, because those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, no backsies and you got what you paid for, so... I I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Is what it is. So, yes, definitely high. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start off tonight by saying something that uh, we probably need to tell everybody and need to have those people tell other people and so on and so on. It's okay to not be up the whole time. Let me make sure that everybody understands this. This is a marathon. This is not something that's going to get cured in a week or two or three. This is a marathon. You have to pace yourself and there's nothing wrong with being less than chipper and ready to go all the time. That's that's just unrealistic. Don't worry. It's okay to just take a little time, be in the shower, and just have a little venting breakdown and cry. There is nothing wrong with that. So just keep that in mind and let other people who are in your circles know that, you know, they don't have to be Superman. Or so just, do you, just do you remember, have a web- we're all human. I was going to say, do you have a webcam into my house or something like that? Because I tell you, this morning, I don't know what happened, but I woke up. And for some reason, I was nth level pissed off today. Like, have you ever have you ever had mornings like that where you wake up and you just like you know fuck the world? Like somebody says good morning to you, and all you can think of is what their head, what it would sound like if you hit their hit them in the face with a shovel. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah, like, like, but well, well, no. I mean, to to, to borrow to to, to borrow a line from one of Jack Kincaid's podcasts, what is their note? <laughs> I, I can honestly say I've never woken up in a morning where I wanted to put somebody's head through a brick wall, but I do understand what it means to wake up in the morning and have a lot less capacity for patience. Yeah. With things that normally don't piss you off, nor things that normally don't bother you. And suddenly everything becomes more irritating, uh, more troublesome. Uh, a, re- a request that's normally, yeah, that's no problem at all, becomes, oh my God, why did you come to me with that? Really? You couldn't just wait till another day or five minutes? Just give me yeah. five minutes. That like, kind of day I can say I have had. And like with me today, like, okay, yesterday or. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Uh, yesterday I started a job, which I'm still kind of in pro. Well, <laughs> wait till you hear about it first. Does it involve uh, Alan? Let the men talk. Anyways, so the job is what they call a payment processor. Mm. And well, I did a little bit of reading up on this, and, and what it is is that um, there's a logistics company 
that needs someone to help, uh, well, basically process payments. Now, this logistics company is, uh, they deal mostly with truckers, uh, deal mostly with um, international orders and the like. And I did a little more reading, and it turns out that a lot of these companies are um, getting into using blockchain or crypto. So Bitcoin and stuff like that. So transferring money from, you know, like a, like a payment to basically a, a way to get it into Bitcoin to help with international commerce. Sounds sketchy as hell. And so I did a, I did a few rounds of, as probationary period on, on Friday. Um, made, made a few bucks off of it. I will not lie. Um, told members of my family about it and immediately some flags went off, which is why I started looking into like wire trucking companies using Bitcoin. But I've been stressing like, is this legit or did I get taken for a ride? So I'm trying to find out, uh, how legit this thing is. I'm trying to get, you know, numbers for, um, well, they're basically trying to see like, is is there someone I can call to find out how legit this place is? And that was what I woke up to this morning was just kind of stressing out about that. So, and then I ended up going to my sister's today to, again, like I said, before the show, uh, to drop off some CDs and stuff like that. Cause she's working from home and needed musical distraction. And I turn on the radio and that was a mistake because all it is these days, it's COVID-19, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And this is Canada. I shudder to think what you guys are going through down there. And I've been basically out of work for just over two months. It's almost impossible to find a job these days because can't really go into an office these days for obvious reasons. And the only people that have been really responding to any job requests are these multi-level marketing pyramid scheme motherfuckers. You know, that, you know, like, Hey, like come to- <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. You heard those guys. You heard me talk about those guys last night. I'm like, no, wow. I didn't. I missed last night's show. I actually worked for them at one point fresh out of yeah. high school. Cutco. Yeah. A yeah. Great product. Cutco makes a great product. Vector. Freaking yeah. sucks. Yeah. No doubt about that. I've seen Cutco knives in, in, my kitchen is full of Cutco cutlery. I yeah. buy directly from them. I love yeah. their product, but I can't stand the fact that they go through vector marketing. So I don't deal with vector marketing at all. Yeah. So there were those guys. Then there was another one called Altig. Uh, turns out they do insurance. And what they want you to do is they, they say, well, they're already our clients, but we want you to, of course, they don't tell you this right off, right off the bat, or they, they don't word it this way, but Basically, you touch base with these clients and you try to upsell them on things like funeral insurance or dismemberment insurance, which, okay, look, you know, accidental death and dismemberment is a good thing. And a lot of these people are unionized. So, you know, mad respect. But my last job, one of the last things they wanted me to do was to try to upsell our clients on certain features. If, if I wanted to be a salesman, I would have gone into fucking sales. Yep. 
there's a marketing team. And, and, and here's the other thing too. Uh, at least with the old job, if you tried to up, if you successfully upsold something, guess how much spiff you made? A big fat fucking goose egg. So you could upsell maybe fifty thousand dollars worth of the worth of features. You won't see a fucking dime. That was the only benefit to vector marketing, was that they tied into the paperwork how much money you as a person could make depending on which knife or accessory that you sold Mm -hmm. and how much room you had to give, uh, how much room you could have uh, wiggle room to discount without completely destroying your cut of the cheese. Yeah. But the thing was, is that the initial investment was hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I've walked away from these two, um, these two things. I'm still searching frantically for something remotely IT related, which is turning into a real challenge right now. Uh, EI, thankfully, is going to start kicking in next week so I can breathe a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, take a few online courses to upgrade my skills. But when the only things you seem to be good at are running around doing deposits for a trucking company from, from Manitoba or selling knives or life insurance. It really twists your balls quite a bit. And that, the isolation, you know, the the, the fact that I I walk around here, the, the fact that malls in Calgary right now look like shopping malls in Pittsburgh. Joey, I think you know what I'm talking about. Mm hmm. Like the fact that on the busiest, one of the busiest days Shayla ever took me to a mall, I could have shot a cannon down the hallway and not hit a single goddamn person. Now, was that the, was that the, uh, the train station? Uh, I'm not sure. It was one that had a card store, like a, a, a comic store where you could buy Magic the Gathering cards. I'm not sure if that helps. <laughs> Remember who you're talking to. Uh, yeah, not my bag. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, but I mean, I was, right now our local card store is actually closed. Yeah. And there's another thing about that too, but the thing is, you know, it, it just all finally, I don't know, maybe it all just finally came to a head T- today. It's just been, like you said, you can't be switched on all the time. And believe me, the, the breaker switch is down and tagged like lock tagged for me to the point where even violent video games aren't helping no how bad is that it's 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 bad and i <laughs> i don't can't believe i'm going to say this I may be arguably the only one on the crew that has dealt with a marathon quite like this of just crippling, lonely, sad. I mean, shit, I'm coming up on 15 years since my wife died. And how many times have I neglected to mention her at the end of one of our shows. 
you know it's 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 been with me for <laughs> fast approaching 15 years i understand this which is all the more reason why you know i'm trying to make sure that folks understand that you know th- this is where you are and there's nothing wrong with prov- you know if you think of it in terms of i don't want to look around at everything I just want to look down at my feet and shuffle along nice and slow and just look down to make sure that I'm not falling off the edge of a cliff and anything else around me doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just, just down on my feet and that's all, that's all I can deal with. That's okay. Yeah. And the other thing too, um, oh shit, it was one week ago today. I guess I masked it well. One week ago, or yeah, one week ago uh, and one year ago is when I got the phone call about my mother. Yep. So I'm dealing with that as well. I mean, she died the night before her 90th birthday, and I got the phone call at like 11.30 that night. And I think that wrecked me and I I don't think I ever really did recover yet you know I I think that's part of why I was sort of I've been going through what I've been going through the past year is just trying to come to grips with that and so having that on my plate hasn't helped things much either no no it, it probably wouldn't and then we've got other folks that are looking at it from uh, from a different aspect. Um, Joey, your your job puts you in the unenviable position of you're kind of helping to make sure that stuff gets around to people. Mm-hmm. And you know, I folks will remember. You know, I keep I keep warning them, keep telling them. You know, to be safe, be dry, and. I don't say it, but I really should every once in a while. Don't break your toe. Yeah. And you've got to be going through, you got to be going through a lot of, let me just call it hell for, for the moment, of a whole bunch of new rules and regs about, all right, look, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. We don't care if it feels stupid, you need to do this. Yeah. And unfortunately... Uh, there are at least three confirmed cases in my area. And I'm willing to bet they're probably originating out of my workplace. Hmm. Let's hope. I do not know, but... See, I'm annoyed with how little we know about it. <clears throat> I understand it's new and all that, but it's just I'm annoyed how little we know about it because for all for all I know, I could have already had it. Yeah. I had I had pneumonia back in February. January? Oh, February. And here's the thing. 
if I didn't have it then, and I'm still recovering from pneumonia, which I am, uh, yeah, I'm not looking at, yeah. And, you know, contrary to what a lot of people might think or believe about the medical, uh, I don't want to say industry, but about medicine in general, this is not an if-then scenario. Uh, anybody who's done programming knows what I'm talking about. It is not if symptom A, then treatment B all the time. Matter of fact, I think there are a lot of doctors and, and practitioners who they do a little dance of joy when they get a softball like that. And again, I go back to my own experience just a couple of years ago where I had the head of uh, the infectious diseases department looking at my diagnosis and going, I hope this new treatment works. Yeah, I remember that. This, this is not a phrase you want a medical practitioner to have to say, but it is what they say because they are, apparently every, every medical case is a kinder surprise egg. <laughs> You, you really have no freaking idea what's going to happen until you open that person up and find out, like, wait a minute, why does this guy have a carburetor for a stomach? Hey, hey, look, it could happen one of these days. But all I'm saying is... One too many visits to a certain SCP. Yeah, there you go. But my point is, you know, because I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, like, well, how come we didn't know about this? Why didn't we have vaccines in place? Why don't we have a cure for this? I'll tell you why. Because this is new. Yeah. We, we could, no, look, we could have had the prescience of Paul fucking Atreides. And this still would have caught us with our collective pants down. Wow. that's And a, I'm giving massive points to anybody who got that reference. <laughs> kind, of, kind of got part of it. Up. You know, but we, we have been this through this kind of thing, like hundreds of thousands of times before. And, and, um, like, for example, um, well, look what happened to uh, South America when the conquistadors went, you know, they basically decimated the population with all the the viruses that they had. Uh, well, yeah, that's because they had no idea about that, it, you know. No, but to which... That's slightly I'm different. Not, I'm not done yet. Let him go. I'm not done. Yeah, because um, they were immune these viruses they could they could carry them and um mm -hmm. you know like time and time again through humanity there's a new virus that comes along and then we become immune to it and yeah. then we go on and the survivors um who are immune they carry on to the next generation and i mean this is just the same thing happening again yeah so one way or another um we're gonna have to become immune to it if we're gonna overcome overcome it so uh, like i said earlier we're gonna get it um, we're going to get the sickness in one way or another, either by getting it quote unquote naturally and overcoming it. And then we become immune or they're going to come up with the, um, with the, with the, with the vaccination. Yeah. And we're going to become immune to it that way. And I yeah. mean, you know, this isn't the first time. No, you're right. It's not the first time we we've dealt with a situation like this, but the fact is, um, 
when you start talking specifics, like a lot of people want the, they want the house MD. They, they, they want this to be solved within, you know, an hour's time before they go on to their next medical soap opera. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of that expectation in uh, so-called Western society that, well, I mean, if if they could do it on Grey's Anatomy in an hour, why can't we have our vaccine now? And of course, you've also got people who are using this as an opportunity, uh, like a political opportunity, to slag their opponents or to slag certain people uh, to blame them for lack of preparedness. But again, like I said... Uh, even if you had the fortune telling ability of somebody who was on the spice, this, this hit hard. There was no protocol. There is no protocol for this thing yet. They're working on it and working a hell of a lot faster than standard type stuff. Okay. Well, okay. If you tell me one thing about fish tank cleaner, I'm going to reach through that screen and strangle you. No, no. Um, I, I want to make sure that uh, folks understand that just like with theory, has got a couple of a couple of connotations. Mm-hmm. I want folks to understand that protocol in this I, particular in this particular situation has several different ways that it could be meant, and I want to make sure that folks understand that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I I, I may have misworded that, but but what I'm saying is that there is we don't we don't have a treatment for this thing yet. Correct. Um, no, but I guess we had a. Go ahead. We had, a, we had a course of action in this country that we had prepared. We had documentation on what if scenarios, things to follow. The problem was is that for the groups that were supposed, there was a particular group that we had a governmental body whose job it was is to look and go, do we see smoke? Yes. Okay. Let's investigate that smoke real quick. Do we see fire? Maybe. Is it a fire that looks like it could come into this country and affect us? No. Okay, let's move uh, on to the next smokestack. Okay, and so guys, on and so forth. And sorry. sorry, I just need to put out there, uh, if I suddenly poof, it is because we have currently a severe thunderstorm uh, passing through my area. Okay. Understood. Fair enough, man. Thanks. So we had a governmental body for that. And when the current administration came on board, they nixed it. They got rid of the funding for it. It went away. And that group was the first line of defense, the very first line of defense of looking to see what could come to this country and become very seriously harm us. Why? Any number of reasons. But the current administration nixed it, not the former. And if you ask the current administration who did it, they'll tell you it's the former, but we have documentation that proves otherwise. We have in their public record. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the, uh, freedom of information and having public records and transparency is we can actually trace back to who did what. We may not get the why, but we know who did it. And that can help us in the future. But right now, it doesn't help us too much. One thing it does tell us is, hey, we need to look out for this person or group of people over here because we now see that they have a history of making bad decisions. Yeah. More bad decisions were followed that nixed the second and 
third line of defense and action. And again, blame went all over the place. Documentation proved otherwise. Again, this current administration took down several layers of protection that protect that could have given us more warning and more ideas of how to best prepare the general public. Would it have given us a vaccine sooner? No, probably not. Um, there, it, it, it all de it depends on unknown factors. We don't have them. We can't predict predict those unknown factors because that time has come and gone. Yeah. What we do know is that we didn't have to be this uninformed as the general populace, as a country, but our current administration nixed it in the butt. Yeah. So when it comes to saying there's no nothing there that could have been done for this, that, and the other thing, in terms of creating a vaccine for something that's brand new, sure, I agree. Um, yeah, you know, we're not the house of CSI or anything like that, you know, you can't take a picture that's heavily pixelated and clear it up, but yeah, I know I move on. Uh, but the point is, is that there were so many bad decisions that it was as if everybody decided to just ignore the fire in the room. Yeah. And you know, the, the sad thing about this, and this is something I've been wrestling with today is when this is all over, you know what's going to happen? Finger pointing. No. Well, th that too, but... A lot of it. At, at the very end, when everything calms down and we kind of get back to something we would call normal, there will be no consequences. There will be no wisdom gained. There will be... I don't think anything's going to change because companies that, I mean, there was the whole thing about, you know, we need to get manufacturing back on this side of the pond so that, you know, China can't co-opt our, our stuff again, the way they did this time. Yeah. That won't last because as soon as everybody's in the clear and, you know, we've got this one handled the corporations that put us in this mess in the first place are going to go, Hey, you know what? Um, yeah, that, that ain't going to happen again. So we're going to go back to maximizing our profits and we're going to offload all of our manufacturing over to you know, the slave labor nations uh, with the authoritarian leaders. And you say nothing's going to happen, but within five years, within five years, Joseph, I guarantee that it's going to be business as usual and we're going to be right back where we started until i don't know covid 29 comes out when and we're going to get that fist up the ass again but you you say nothing's going to change but never have i heard you talk about uh you know our our corporations and our our economy i've never heard you talk about that in terms like that i mean that's what's going to change we're going to look at our existing system and, you know, one thing this, 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 um, pandemic is doing is, um, it's exposing all the faults in our system. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is even with all those faults exposed, but you can't speak for everyone. Okay. A good lot of the population, um, they live on a mix of, uh, ignorance and, uh, give me convenience or give me death. <laughs> but, um, 
Well, well, I mean, that's, it, that's what has to change. I mean, yeah, there's, there's we're talking a about a president. We're, we're talking about a president who openly said, yeah, uh, we did just sell, you know, $150 billion worth of armament to Saudi Arabia because they're good customers. You know, if, if this is the kind of leadership that we can expect from now on from the so-called civilized modern Western world, uh, we're boned, guys. But I you, agree with uh, you, man. But again, you can't... Um, we can. We can based on history. We can look no, at what has happened. You can't speak for every everyone because, I mean, like we're here talking about this right now and we're not the only ones. And we're not the only ones seeing the faults in the system. Yeah, this is this is one of those times where we may not see the immediate change. Although right now, the fact that a massive left-hand turn has just suddenly happened, you know, worldwide. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Tokyo drift in a really bad way right now. And there is new information that is showing itself off. Do I think we're going to see a change? Yes. Is it going to be as much as we would like? Probably not. But... I don't know what that change is going to look like when it have happened. We have but, to think about the, because what's missing from all this is that there's a lot of people reacting to what they see right in front of them, but there, there, there seems to be very little thought, very little examination of the past and very little thought to the future. And I mean, yeah. like what we're doing right now, like baby steps, we may not see the results of what we're doing now in our lifetimes. But I mean, that's how things get done. That's that true. That's a, that's a piece that I wanted to kind of come around to. Um, because what I was talking about before, how metaphorically speaking uh, for many of us, you know, we're, we're kind of looking down at our feet and shuffling along, making sure we don't actually fall over with stuff. Um, there are other people who are looking at this from a, a very different angle. And that's, that's part of the reason why I wanted to, uh, tagging a Bridget at this point. There's a couple of pieces about the timeline that have been going on that have been not real fun, to put it mildly. But there are a couple of bright sides to this that I want to kind of get your uh, your input to. One of the pieces was that, as I understood it, the Chinese government relatively early, and I don't remember when this was happening, I think it was sometime in January, had in conjunction with other uh, research college university, I forget where it was, they went ahead, they sequenced the genome on this damn thing. So they've got something to work off of to at least have a, a better understanding as to what this thing is. Mm -hmm. um, CRISPR. I don't remember if that's the technology they were using. I, I can't but rule it out. That'll lead to CRISPR because CRISPR has to be programmed uh, to. Yeah, CRISPR is a editing. Method. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking about like it's common knowledge. Uh, it's like a, it's relatively new. I how long ago was it, Bridget? About eight years ago, I think they came up with it. Mm, I'm not sure. Um, I, think it's I have so heard, I have heard about it though. Yeah, I think but it's even it's, worse than that. It's basically. 
think about it as a nanobot, but it's not exactly that because it's biological. But anyways, but um, um, that's another conversation <laughs> for me. They're one of the same thing, but um, yeah, I'll look that up. And what it does is go into the, the it it'll identify a certain sequence in in a gene and it'll basically snip it out and it can just remove it or it can replace it with something it can be programmed to replace it with something so basically if this thing can be programmed to identify um the uh covid-19 uh theoretically it can neutralize it if you snip out the right thing and of course theoretically there may be the possibility of finding a way of making a uh an immunization of sorts to help along with it i don't know but That's, one can hope but they'd actually be making a a vaccine a vaccination right. a, a, a vaccine what is that in english vaccine, vaccine. I think is what you're saying vaccine, is what you're sorry. looking for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Okay. You know, th th this is the th this is actually the beauty of having a, a, a an international panel is that uh, we actually get to do stuff like this. We we actually get to like how do you you know how is it you say or you know um, or if if Chris was still on here we'd we'd probably get some nice um, uh, English euphemisms mm. uh, that <coughs> make absolutely no sense over here. Como se dice? Well, maybe I should. Uh... Eh? Como se dice? <laughs> my hovercraft is full of eels. Full of eels. <laughs> I am no longer infected. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a joke in that somewhere. Uh, uh, what I what I specifically I've been practicing my French accent. I've been practicing my French accent so. Why else do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? Because <laughs> you're too poor to have your own language. No, they're too poor to have a horse. Oh, well, God. Yeah. God, you're using coconuts. History of the world. History of the world. doesn't have shit all over them. Yeah. Um, no, I was uh, going with uh, Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 1. We're oh. so poor, we only have this silly accent. We don't even have our own language. Dumb mm. scum. Yeah, we can't. We can't even say that about it. Anyway, I can't even. They are my them. people. I'm their sovereign. I love them. Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, viva la revolution. <laughs> so the the thing about uh, the thing about this, though, Bridget, that um, I think might be kind of interesting, briefly, is that there is a piece that. I think it's really important that the religious morons of the groups out there, the creationists specifically, probably kind of fall into the same category as the people who are just yelling and screaming, well, why, ha why don't we have more information? Why don't we have more information? Because both of these groups have a tendency of completely forgetting one incredibly important part in this whole damn thing. Time. The creationists yeah. don't believe that even with enough time, we can get the diversity of life that we have today. And the people right now who are 
in the middle of history being written don't realize that they're in the middle of the history being written and that page hasn't come yet but you know sense of history at all they're they're again they're they're one part of the humanity that's living in uh right here right now my reaction well it makes me wonder if um and, and this is why i wish my parents at least one of them was still alive so i could talk to them about this what it was like during the war yeah or either either one of them because and i don't know where i caught this i caught this conversation snippet but we know from history books you know what happened when you know on such and such a date this attack happened on such and such a date this attack happened but what happened in between those dates to you know, the, the civilian, like the, the, somebody who only saw from the newspapers, there was a lot of, probably a lot of downtime, a lot of anxiety about what was going on. And I'm thinking this is the same thing here is that we're living in the same kind of thing that 50 years from now, people are going to look back and go, well, on this date, this many people were infected on this date, this many people died on this date. A whole bunch of New Yorkers went out in the street with pipe wrenches and started beating the living teetotaling fucking holy hell out of each other. Oh, wait, sorry. That was last Tuesday. Wait a minute. That's every Tuesday. Um, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple of items, uh, and uh, I'll breathe through these really quickly. Uh, first off, one, I know somebody who lived through the buzz bomb attacks in England, and mm-hmm. I got to talk with her about parts of it, and the expression terrifying doesn't even quite qualify it, but that's neither here nor there for a second. Um, the thing that uh, got over here that Stephanie put, there's there's two pieces about this. Will the cures kill more than the disease? Is this a form of eugenics? The religious sheep are flocking together, spreading the disease amongst themselves. I can't tell you how many items there are to unpack here. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do little snippets really quickly because th- these are like 15 minute topics on their own. I'm going to snip them down to about like 30 seconds a piece. Will the cures kill more than the disease? It's possible, but that's not something exactly that we can deal with directly. We can mitigate it as much as possible. But that's still going to have happened no matter what. Um, Is this a form of eugenics? Every disease will be a form of eugenics, no matter how you try to slice it otherwise. The difference is how much are we able to do something about preventing that from being a malicious item and if there's one thing we've learned over here in the states with the way that our health system has been at work that's unfortunately all too close to being what's the word that i'm looking for malicious um the religious sheep are flocking together spreading the disease among themselves i I have seen the news reports about how these religious fanatics 
I, I can't call it anything else at this point, have been inviting their people to come in. And it's the older crews that are going in, the ones that are going to be far and away more susceptible, the ones that are going to end up on a hospital gurney, if they're lucky, if not lying on the floor on blankets, mm-hmm. waiting for the inevitability of, and, and Bridget, correct me if I'm wrong on the way that this is going to end up playing, literally drowning in their, in their own lungs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes, they will. For me, uh, that's, that's the evil of religion, because really it's just, it's taking 10% of those who thrive in the population and like fuck everybody else. It's selfish. It's absolutely absent of all thought and morals. And I mean, really, um, the term religious leader is really starting to annoy me because I mean, basically, religion, it's a mean for underachievers to control people even less capable than they are. And it's just as contagious as any virus. Uh, especially if it's in your family. It's more aggressively contagious, I think. And I I think that's the big thing is that this thing is extremely, like it's much more aggressively contagious than, you know, the flu or something like that. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, case in point, I just put a link in uh, from patch.com and in uh, a Virginian uh, musician and pastor who was known for publicly questioning the coverage of the coronavirus uh, or COVID-19 as it's also known, um, went to New Orleans and he died uh, Wednesday in North Carolina um, on, what was it? Uh, What was Wednesday? Wednesday was the 25th. So just less than a week ago. And uh, the media interviewed the daughter and the daughter said, well, she's going to carry on his legacy. I was like, wait a minute. His legacy killed him. Gee, doesn't this sound like, uh, yeah, but doesn't that kind of sound like the snake handlers? You know, like my, my daddy died from getting bit by a snake and now I'm going to carry on his legacy and do the same, same, same kind of dumb shit that he did. See, the only problem I really have with this is that it's not killing them fast enough. Oh, if it can kill them faster than they can reproduce, it'll take them all out, and we can move on with our lives and not have to worry about these people spreading stuff all over the place. Okay, handbrake moment. I'm sorry, that's part of me no. that that's my anger talking. And and I understand it. And it's also uh, mean. It's, uh, it's not right. The downside of it is it's also far more likely to be reality than not in the next month. Uh, yeah. Bridget, what is that, the uh, what is the current, uh, to the best of your recollection, uh, prognosis time for anyone with coronavirus as far as to how long they would expect to be for hopefully recovering, but probably not for a lot of these folks now? Was it two weeks? Well... I mean, a lot of them are starting to show symptoms like anywhere from five to two weeks after exposure. 
but from the time of first symptoms to death is taking about two to three weeks, depending. Jesus. Um, usually people will be sick for about five or six days, then they will feel better for a day or two, and then all of a sudden take a dramatic turn for the worse. Uh, most of the people that have died have been on ventilators for between 11 to 20 days. And every day that you're on a ventilator, you know, there's less of a likelihood of ever coming off of it. Joseph. Yeah, I thought the incubation period was between 2 and 14 days. It is, but the average is people start showing first symptoms 5 to 7 days after they're infected, but it can vary. Okay, 5 to 7 days. I thought you said weeks at first. No, 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 days. Um, okay. But it's it's taking them about 11 days until they wind up sick enough to where they're going into respiratory distress and things like that. That's the kind of thing that when I look at the numbers today, um, there's a few things not being taken into account. Like, first of all, when we when we look at the deaths, um, it, it's all missing a lot of context because, I mean, um, if a country is, uh, quote unquote, newly infected, um, well, the death, the deaths are going to come much later mm-hmm. after the peak. Like and, two to three weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're also and, not counting deaths at home. Uh, those don't and, count. They're not, and they're not including the age of the population. I think if they included uh, statistics about the age of those afflicted, I think we'd see a major spike towards the, the more elderly. Yeah. It is and in some countries, but in the U.S., that seems to not be the case. Yeah. Well, it, it, there here are, in France, too. It's the same are, thing. Well, kids. most of the people being admitted now are under age 50. Yeah, and some of them are from Florida who just got back from spring break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people me, are admitted when they have symptoms. It's not when they're so sick that they can't. Um, no, they're being no. admitted when they're so sick that they're about to die. Uh, yes. When you first have symptoms, they're just sending them home. Yeah. Okay. All right. They tell you to self-isolate and hopefully you hopefully either... you don't die. Yeah. The thing is, Joseph, in this country, medical—you could have medical insurance, and if you're making under seventy-five thousand a year, which is a lot of the population here, you don't go to the doctor even if you get sick because you can't afford to take time off. You can't afford to get sick. Because that could mean that you miss your payments on your car or your house, or you can't buy groceries that week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, okay. or if you have a high deductible, uh, a friend of mine who has this um, went to the ER, and you know she's still recovering at home, but it was seven thousand dollars. Yeah, that's, that's another level of insanity. But I mean, I, I don't want to get away from the uh, talking about the the, the sickness. Yeah, but here until you're but going into respiratory it. distress, they will not admit you. Well, anyways, these, a lot of these people aren't being counted in the numbers. I mean, there's a lot right. of people, the younger especially, they may get the, the virus and they may show some mild symptoms and then get over it. And then they, these people won't even show up. Right. You know? yes. let, me, let me run some numbers for folks to kind of give you an idea as to what we're talking about as far as to how, how big this is. I'm going to use New York City as an example because I'm originally from Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up outside of Brooklyn. It's the international crossing roads for so many, so many populations. It's just not even funny. 
Current estimate on the population for New York City as of 2017 is 8.623 million people. Starting from there, let's assume for a moment, and this is this is an assumption on the downside, that this thing has got an infectious rate of, let's say, 5% of the population. 5%. That gives us a total of over 430,000 people. Continue with that, that 5% of those people are going to need an assist for breathing. We'll need a hospital bed. We're now looking at over over 20,000 people in New York City alone. That is a town, a decent-sized small town. That's New York City alone. That's the five boroughs where I was born. And what are the... Uh, you know what? Hold that, hold that thought one second. Let's see. Um, the current case numbers for New York City. Oh hell! I don't have the uh, I don't have the thing up in front of me at the moment. Yeah, it's over thirty thousand at this point. It's over thirty. Mm-hmm. The state right now has over 50. I know for well that there are, uh, I forget how many, but there are several in my county and at least one confirmed in the town where Tiny Dribble School is. And as you can probably imagine, the fact that where I live is way the hout in the freaking boonies is helpful. It's mildly annoying because, I mean, we don't really go anywhere. Sometimes I kind of wonder, would it be okay to just, you know, go out for a drive? You know, maybe. But the numbers that we're dealing with, the number of people that are going to be in need of help is positively staggering but if you change those numbers and think of it in terms of if it's 5% of the population that's going to get it and then 5% of that that are not going to recover that's a small a good sized small town that needs to be buried that will not be able to have funeral services. This is going to be a moment where people will not be able to say goodbye. They simply won't. They can't. What are they going to do for funerals? They can't. What are they going to do with the bodies? There's only two real options at this point, and people are going to have to come to terms with this. Donate the bodies for research, which 
there's no lack of them to choose from. Or cremations. Isn't there already, uh, I thought I saw an article in, uh, from New York about the, the morgues that are currently there are already a capacity and that the military has actually had to bring in refrigeration trucks. Yep. Did I read something about that? Yep. I, I mean, I, I might've had a source, but, uh, to, to be perfectly honest, these days when when I hear anything from any media source, I am immediately skeptical. And rightly so. Because these... it, it goes back again to what I've said before about there are people out there that are willfully encouraging the politi- politicization. Blah, Close I'm enough. Apparently not, uh, apparently not drunk enough. Um, or just as an opportunity to further their own, you know, self-aggrandizement or whatever. Uh, they're basically marketing this thing. And I'm sorry, reprehensible is too gentle a term. Yeah, there that. was a, a woman who was on television. She was a scientist and her job when she was brought in front of the microphone was to give scientific facts. That was her job. Mm -hmm. And instead she took the time to say, what a great job and a wonderful understanding our POTUS has of the uh, state of our country and the virus and a, a, a better understanding than most people seem to have. And she was just like inflating him up and blowing smoke up his ass and everything else. And I'm going, that's not your fucking job. There are yes men and women for that shit. I want the scientific facts here. Not telling me what you think of so-and-so and trying to use your position to improve his political clout. You should be fired, and you should have been fired right then and there for that stupid stunt. But she did it. Most likely, my speculation is because she was trying to further her career within the current administration. And people like that those are the people who should be, I'm sorry, you're done. Take your credentials, kick you out on the front door, get your gas gone. We don't need that bullshit right now. We need the facts. We need the science. We need the data. We need the medicine. Get your shit together. Bridget, this one is right in your wheelhouse. The people who are supposed to be in the medical community. Mm-hmm. The only way I can ask it is, is there any, literally, any excuse for anyone that has spent time enough to earn that damned doctorate? Is there any excuse for these people to be anything other than completely forthright with the scientifically proven information that's been gathered? Well, I mean, there's no excuse, and she should lose her license for that, but... The truth of the matter is anybody who comes out and tells the truth to the people uh, ends up getting kicked out of their positions in the administration and yanked off the TV. And I'm afraid the same thing's going to happen to Dr. Fauci. That was going to be wonder, my next question. And you wonder why what why I said what I said. No, no I don't wonder at all. No, because uh, nothing's going to change. Like this right administration now, is going to get people killed. Well, he already has, and it's going to get even worse. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. This administration, yes, but and he's same- having these daily briefings just to blow sunshine up his ass because he can't have his fucking rallies. Yeah. That's all same, this is. But at and the same time, course. yeah. But at the same time, you've also got you know political officials that are debating what to call this thing so that it's not racist. Will you give me a fucking break? COVID-19, it's right there. Yeah, I'm not yeah. worried about the name. I'm more worried Thank about you. dumb asses like Thank the uh, governor of Mississippi, who some of the mayors of you know larger towns have taken appropriate measures to close down restaurants and schools and things like that. And the fun, fucking governor is like, we're not doing the social distancing crap because freedoms. So open everything back up. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, that guy's an idiot. But what I'm saying is that uh, when you're taking up screen time to yell and scream at people for what they're calling this thing, rather than, oh, I don't know, maybe actually trying to do something about it, but you're stuck on, th- this is the hill you're going to die on, is what it's called because it's not politically correct? No. I'm sorry. It's, it's if that is your priority, name, you I deserve to lose your position. That's already been given a name. Just use the name. Yeah, but or if you don't still. want to call it the disease, then call it by the virus. It's SARS-CoV-2. Yeah. Because maybe that would really scare some people because yeah, that's but, what but, it is. And that's too much thinking stuff. Yeah, so but the, SARS was scary, and this is a form of SARS. Yeah. yeah. The, the biggest problem about the damn thing, uh, Dallin, and I, I, I understand your frustration with it, is that every time, every time the dog whistle blower in charge has gone ahead and used yet another dog whistle term. Like for instance, calling it Chinese flu or whatever other euphemistic, euphemistic called term, it Kung flu. amongst others. Yeah. There ends up being this call to action for the dumbasses to go out there and attack innocent people who are of Asian descent or yeah. look it and get that has beat happened. up. That has happened multiple times, including if memory serves up Canada way up Toronto. There've been a couple of cases of that too. And I'm not pointing blame at any particular area other than the dumbasses that just get riled up into this for no other reason other than they can be riled up into it. And that's, not a, that's not a, a Canadian thing. It's not a U.S. thing. It's not a European thing. It's a it's, it's a tribalism thing, is what it, it is. It's an ignorance and yeah, thing. it does play on the ignorance of the people. Yeah, but now uh, again, to, 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 but but the thing is to to suddenly devote like a, a three hour news magazine op ed show on network of choice to talk about how. This was a this was a a, a whatever a, a dog whistle or something like that. No, you know what? How about get a medical expert on the TV and talk about how to fix this or how, how to how to protect no. yourself? I'm I'm on board. But, with but this. instead, but instead, you're going to get some. And this actually goes back to last week when we had um, your friend on. Tom. We're talking about instead of experts, what have you got? You've got a bunch of fucking bloggers coming on uh, major network TV to spout their opinions 
because of their fifis. Now, fuck that. Part of the reason why there has been the strong and long attempts of debunking the whole call it by its right name has got part to do with, you know, disarming the, the dog whistle, but it's also got everything to do with, you remember the old expression, you know, the lie is crossing the finish line before the truth can lace up its shoes. It's all catch up with guys. This is what the reality is. Stop believing the shit because here's all the information. It's trying to get rid of the, the gish galloper that goes along with this. And it's, it's bloody annoying is, is really what it comes yeah. down to. But you're right. We need to have the proper science communicators out there. We need yeah. Dr. Uh, what's his name again? Fauci? Fauci. 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 Fa- Dr. Fauci. We need him because he has been doing it right. We need yeah. the CDC to actually be out there and doing their damn thing. We need the proper communication to the masses. But the problem of it is, we end up with, we Doctor. end up with the ignorance. Bricks. Yeah. And I'm afraid Dr. Fauci's going to get fired because the right is just calling for his head. Yeah. Joseph? Um, yeah, sorry. Um, well, I, I heard you trying yeah, to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about. Um, I was sidetracked for a second. Um, yeah, where do I start? Um, oh, tell me about it. Let, I know that feeling all too well right now. Yeah, because I mean, you know, basically, uh, let's have a look at what science is, and basically, science is learning about documenting um, everything possible about the workings of our environment, and that's basically it. We learned that from MythBusters. But there's a there's a lot missing. I mean, we're talking about two things at once. We're talking about the the situation. We're also talking about the public's reaction to it. And I mean, the economy, how it's set up, it's it's catering to the status quo, the majority, um, which seems to be a population that is waiting to be served. You know, served solutions, served products, served mm-hmm. whatever by the providers and you know all these uh, opinions and everything that, that that we're seeing in, in blogs and all that and why these are given any validity is because a great lot of this population doesn't want to or doesn't know how to determine what's good and bad in their own environment. I mean, it's a total lack of value judgment and it's a total lack of thought when it comes down to it. I mean, people, um, are conditioned to not think, but react. And I mean, it's not out of any, um, this isn't a conspiracy theory. I mean, uh, this is, uh, basically individuals who have learned to take advantage of humans that have no fucking clue how well, to survive by yeah. their own means. Because ignorance breeds um, like indiscriminate consumption. Yep. And if you if you happen to be in the business of providing 
what people would indiscriminately consume, well, this is a freaking gold mine for you. And what Dallin is talking about is applicable to a lot of different things. Uh, for mm -hmm. instance, religion and myth. Well, sorry, let me back that one up. Mythology. Go with that one for a second. It could be um, propaganda as opposed to actual legitimate news reporting, because that would be factual information as opposed to propaganda. It well, could be almost anything, but the ignorance. See, this is this is where it gets to be the uh, the oxymoron. No, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. The catch twenty two. No, uh, what the hell is it? The the paradox of ignorance. You need to be smart enough, smarter than those that you want ignorant so that you can exploit them. But that means that you had to have come up through the ignorant indoctrination in order to be smart enough to be able to yeah. take advantage of those that are ignorant. He, he, that yeah. You have to have, you have to have become smarter. Yeah. You had to come up. Yeah, you know what? I think you said it best. I, I thought I, I thought I had that one down, but I know what you're talking. Yeah. Basically, by the time you figure out it's a scam, instead of trying to help your fellow man, you're figuring out a way to profit. And how to keep it. Yeah. Not everybody's doing that, though. You're right. And that's good. You're right. Not doing that. that is good. But there's enough people that are doing it that it becomes a serious problem that needs to be addressed. Like I, this is, why, this is where we have to think about the future because I mean, right now, um, people who are aware aware of this divide, um, we're basically an unheard minority, because I mean, the people who make it best in this economy are people who actively exploit and condition states of ignorance, mm -hmm. and it goes way beyond religion. I mean, how many people? I mean, I'm I'm guilty of the same thing. Going to the supermarket, and I look at the selection of products there, and I can choose which product I want. But rarely do I think about why are those products there and not other ones, and where do these products come from? See, I've Who always wondered. Uh, I've I've always wondered if after nine eleven, and again, this is. Uh, Maybe I should be renamed DJ Cynic. I wonder if there was a marketing meeting at, let's say, Ford or some other, you know, American institution style business where they said, can we do a marketing scheme where if you don't buy an F-150, the terrorists win? I honestly wonder if that ever came up in a marketing conversation because it, 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 it kind of falls into this is like how, you know, one thing I've seen as how, how, as, how willing are people to exploit something to, to appeal to people's fear, uh, ignorance or sense of patriotism. You've just described marketing. Yeah, I know, Sorry. and this is why I 
hate these, marketing. These, these conversations actually happen because one thing um, around 10 years ago when I first started getting into uh, toying with um, <clears throat> getting into IT as a full-time job instead of photography, um, I worked as a kind of a temp worker. I would get missions and I, I would have to go into an office and fix X or Y problem. Okay. Yeah. And I was witness to, I, I've been to Ashat Filipaki. I've been to, um, which is one of the France's biggest publishing companies. And, and I've, I've heard these conversations and, um, yeah, the people, a lot of people in the media are, are, fully aware of uh, the state of ignorance the greater population is in and their their job is to sell to it yeah just something else and it's really it's it's a, it's a it's a whole mind fuck situation because um they especially in fashion um the goal is to present something new but not so different as to um, shock the status quo. Yeah. And this Which... takes time and thought and, you know, involvement and the participation of a lot of people. And it's a, it's an entire mechanism. And it's the same thing for all the products we see in our supermarkets. And I mean, it's, a, it's the same thing. Um, to cite a blatant example, would be like, uh, you know, the petrol companies. Um, why are we still consuming petrol, fossil fuels? I mean, we've had the technology since the 1970s for like electric highways. Is far from the first time I've mentioned that. Oh, but I mean, the, you know, um... is what are we used to? Is basically that's what they're selling to. Okay, well, let's keep them conditioned to keep consuming this product. It's, well, it's, and make it hard to change. And, and and you know what? I caught this one actually. Um, Henry Ford's, I don't know if it was his grandson or, or what, but he was head of the Ford Motor Company uh, years ago. And I remember uh, he was giving a, doing a speech thing, uh, or he was doing a commercial, and they were just releasing, uh, I think it, was, it might have been an anniversary edition of a Mustang. But, you know, basically, you know, the car of America, as, as it was. But what I remembered from the commercial was talking about how he, quote unquote, loved the sound of a throaty V8. And that, so he was appealing to the, the sound, the, the aesthetic of the rumbling engine, the, the growl of the mechanics, which, I mean, let's face it, Western civilization has romanticized the car. Uh, well, uh, you know what? Yeah, Western civilization, because that does include Europe and everything like that. Um, <laughs> Terzo millennial. Let me uh, let me tell you about that. Um, but it's it, it's an emotional appeal too. You know, to to having the, the the status symbol of the of that car sounding like that. You, you know, can a lot of follow like people, that rabbit hole all the way down. Oh to yeah, the emotional appeal and. Um, well, 
if you hear a bear growling, you're going to be scared shitless and run the fuck away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the that's what they're trying to inspire with the sound with the car like that. I mean, it's just linked into our most yeah, no, exactly brain part of yeah. our instinctive reaction. Yeah, and, and, and the only reason, reaction. yeah, and the only reason I talk about um, the uh, when I, I wanted to make sure I got Europe in there too is that. Um, one of my pastimes for this whole self-isolation thing has been playing a, a game on my Switch, a racing game that gets to, you get to play with all the exotic cars out there. And right now there's an event going on where you can win or you can collect the parts for the Lamborghini Terzo Millennial. I, I hope I'm saying that right because it's Italian. But it was a, a joint project between Lamborghini... And MIT. And it's an electric car. It's also the first time I ever saw a car that had heat sinks on the rims of the tires. Whatever works. Yeah, Um, it's just, um, but you want to talk about romanticizing. I mean, okay, the minute you say Lamborghini, the first two things that come to mind are extremely fast and there's no way in hell I'll ever be able to afford one. For me, it's Adrian Barbeau, but okay. Yeah, but then I see this, you know, and then I see this thing or I see one of the other, you know, newer Lamborghini models. The first thought is, you know, do I need a driver's license for this or a pilot's license? Or do I need air combat training? Because these things look like four-wheeled aircraft. Yeah, uh, we're getting we're getting very close to the top of the hour and I I, I have an uncomfortable item that I need to uh, kind of address. Uh, it's been kind of one of those items that kind of percolates uh, around in my head for a while because it's the way that my head works. Um, Bridget, I need uh, I need a little bit of help from you on this one. Okay. We had heard uh, previously that folks who were in the fifty plus range were going to be uh, larger. Uh, hit harder than most of the younger population from there. Uh, mm-hmm. So far, that seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. We have groups of religious organizations that have flaunted the do not collect, um, do not congregate rules that have been in place. And those have a tendency of being religious organizations who are by and large a uh, an older population these days mm-hmm. what are we looking at in the next two months from those two put together a lot of death a lot of death I mean it'd be it's things are moving so quickly and I think it's going to be mind boggling just how fast things are going to happen. Um, If you think back to it, our first case was diagnosed here January 20th. And now we have, you know, 125,000 cases roughly something like that. Supposedly. 
this is going to peak probably sometime around May. Um, and it's, you know, doubling every, I don't know, four or five days. Three. Three. Okay. So, I mean, we're talking a lot of deaths. And, you know, right now we already have some hospitals that are at capacity and can't take any more. And from what I've been reading, L.A. is going to see a surge within the next two or three days, like what New York City has. The Javits um, Center in New York City. It's about to get bad. The Javits Center in New York City has been turned into effectively a mash. I can't describe it any other way. I would find it incredibly difficult to believe that Pittsburgh won't end up using um, the David L. Lawrence in similar fashion. I would find it absolutely hilarious if they don't. I would not be at all surprised if the uh, Buffalo Niagara Convention Center wasn't pressed into service if it comes to that. Because that's what's going to be necessary. Because this is the kind of situation where you kind of have to look at stuff and go, what needs to be accomplished? Do it. Speaking of uh, of Pittsburgh, have they um, have they confirmed yet whether or not um, AC is going to happen this year? I have. Or is it seen... still too early to? Yeah, it, it might be too early to say. Just you know, because of contract reasons and stuff. But... Certainly, because I mean, it's the same thing that as what happened with uh, with uh, a lot of others uh, from mm-hmm. Equinox. Uh, uh, anime. Anime yeah, Con, think, Northeast, whatever, the, whatever the hell the name. Is. I'm sorry, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm. It's okay. You're not alone with that one because I don't do much with anime either. <laughs> no, no, it's um. I'll explain with the, with my closing. We're we're getting mm-hmm. we're getting to the top of the hour, and uh, I'm getting to the point where I'm not going to be able to hold together very much longer. I'm I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna wrap us uh, all together, uh, Joseph. Um, what last item do you want to uh, drop in that you haven't already? Um. Yeah, just um, we have to move beyond the reactionary. Between reaction, we have to actually. This kind of situation, this kind of pandemic, it's far from the first time humanity's seen this. And if there's anything to take from it, um, from this history repeating, it's a pattern. A new virus shows up. It has to propagate through the population. And, um, you know, we have to use our critical thought capacities. You know, the only thing that makes us human and we have to prepare for it. I mean, um, in this type of scenario. And using our te- existing technology, we have, to, uh, we have to exploit every tool we have available, including technology and critical thought. I mean, put these together to come up with the solution. We have to think, instead of dwelling only in the here and now, 
we have to think to the future. And I think that's something that uh, humanity has lost a lot of over the past generations. Yeah. Uh, Dallin, anything for you? I'm reminded of a line from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. They'll get back to being, I'm paraphrasing here, they'll get back to being their normal, everyday rotten selves, but maybe just a little bit wiser. I hope that that happens. But as I've said, I'm not overly optimistic. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Fair enough. Uh, tech. Earlier, I said that the virus isn't taking them out fast enough in reference to some of the military people or religious people, sorry, uh, that were helping to spread the virus by doing really stupid things. I want to clarify that I don't mean religious people in general. Because there are more than enough, a very significant uh, amount of religious people who are sheltering in place, self-isolation, following the good guidelines that medical science is telling us will help in some way, shape, or form. Um, the ones that I was referencing that, you know, if the universe were fair, would take them and only them out are the ones who are spreading the false uh, the messages that will basically get people killed it's like the old saying wouldn't war be great if it was only fought by the people who started them that's the kind of sentiment i was that i failed to get across and i apologize if it sounded like i meant that all religious people need to be taken out of the picture because that that is just that's cruel it's it's, it's not humane um the indoctrinated are the indoctrinated are victims actually yes but there but uh, i know that there are people in those groups who propagate these messages who do so knowing that these people will listen to them and they do it to get more people to listen to them, to get their money, to get their power over them, that sort of thing. And those people, the snake oil salesmen, as it were, who are using religion as their snake oil, those people, I wish it would just target them. But if wishes were money, we'd all be rich. And the universe is not a fair place. The existence is not fair as we see by a lot of things going down. Yes, uh, humanity has survived plagues and pandemics before. The question is, how will we turn out at the end of it? And that, it depends on who survives. It depends on what we do learn from it. It depends on uh, what policies and laws that we create if any at the end of it um and what advances in medical science that we make or forget because it's quite possible uh that something like this could literally kill 
civilization as we currently know it cripple um, our educational institutions and so on and so forth. The pandemic could be as the world as we know it ending, not ending the entire planet, not ending all of the human species, but you get the idea. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why I have not only information on my computer, but I have books. I have science texts. I have engineering texts. I have math and so on and so forth. Because you never know when this is going to fail. So it's not bad to have a backup people. It doesn't mean you're paranoid. And... If you're afraid, it's okay. I will admit that this thing scares me. Joe? Honestly, I'm looking at it the same way. This, uh... It's not knowing what's going to happen with this that's really bothering I mean you'd think at this point in history we would have been in a better position to deal with something like this and granted we are uh, I mean we're doing a lot better than say the rise of uh, the avian flu that became known as Spanish flu at the turn of the 1900s but at the same time, I feel like we should have been in a much better position to deal with. Um, Bridget? Fuck Mike Pence. That too. I know that was coming. Well, it's a real show now. Yeah, well, for for a power of ten, we really haven't stretched the envelope with that one, have we? Well, technically not, but even so, um, I'm, wait, I'm, wait, wait. Just to um, cheer everybody up a little bit, let me go ahead and try to get uh, this out of the way. Uh, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. There we go. Hey, I I dropped more f bombs tonight than uh, the last episode of Star Trek Picard, so. Oh, uh, you know, there is one thing I want to bring up with with, uh, swear words. Fuck the motherfucking Pope. Where's the Vatican donating giant gobs of sums of money to help research a cure, you know, or to send food to people who need it or to send medical supplies to hospitals need it. Fuck the Pope. Fuck the Vatican. This this, is it. And tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Uh, Mildly discomfort. Yeah. And and uh, Dallin, I did I did get you, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's that's good. I've I've got uh, I've got. <laughs> like I said, uh, I'm I'm starting to fade really fast because uh, I I had a couple things kind of hit me simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to maximize my face on the screen because I have a window that I need to share with everybody out there to take a look at as Australia those are the fires 
that are still going on today. Mm. That's still a thing. It's not done. It's not gone. And um, they're going into uh, they're going into fall right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's still a thing. The um there we go. Lost my camera there for a minute. The thing that um started to get me was when I have now realized after after uh, after the news reports about what does this do to you if you get it? This this uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus. Well, what does it uh, what does it do? How does it uh, how does it attach itself to the um, the linings of the lungs? And what what does it was it make the body do? And when I realized, you basically end up drowning in your own lungs because it's it's very close to a really, really nasty pneumonia. Not that I'm saying that this thing is a flu or anything like that. Just that pneumonia, one of the things is you end up with fluid in your lungs. That's it's bad. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the things that ended up happening to my wife near the end of her battle that she ended up with she ended up with uh, pockmarked lungs and fluids and I do not want to think about people having to go through that but like a bad nightmare you know you try not to think about it and it keeps coming back to you because you keep trying not to think about it. I told you, I, I've held on to this unwillingly for 15 years. I know what it's like to go through this for a long time. We'll get through. It's going to take a long time. We're going to feel a lot of things that we've never had to have to deal with, emotional states that we've never had to deal with before. But we'll get through. Trust me when I say this is going to suck. There's no two ways about it. I ain't going to pull, I ain't going to pull punches on this. But like I've been telling people with other stuff that I do. We'll get through this together. We're going to keep trying to be here. I will make sure that I continue to be here because that's what I can do. We collectively will continue to be here because that's what we can do. We don't have to be working on a cure. 
We don't even have to be working on anything even close to it. But what we can do is be here for each other. Our emotional states are as important in some respects as our physical. We'll be here for you. I say it, I put it at the bottom of all of the show notes. It's okay to feel lonely. Do not ever think for a moment that you are alone. we got to get out of here because I don't have a hell of a lot of time left and I've got notes that I have to pull together. So as always, everyone, thank you for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about and hopefully something that'll help you get through. As always, thank you everybody for being with us. Uh, Joseph, thank you very much for your time and uh, you get to change your, uh, change your clocks now, huh? Uh, it's already done for me, thanks to technology. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to adapt. Remember, you just need to uh, turn the sundial thirty degrees to the left. Everything will be fine at that point. Mm. <laughs> would it work if I just turn my head? No, if it, only my coffee maker would do that. You know, you could just ask Mister Coffee, or you could ask Alexa to do it for you. Tech. Just remember, you can't watch Mr. Radar until you've had your coffee. Yeah, that's 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 good right there, Tech. Thank you very much. You uh, do your best to take care of yourself, man. You stay safe. No problem. Um, I'm unfortunately I can't completely 100% self isolate as much as I want to. Uh, I do have responsibilities that come with my position that I have to follow through on, and uh, but. I'm doing what I can as often as I can. I appreciate it, man. Good luck. Joey, you also, man, you take care of yourself as best you can and just know we're thinking about you, man. I'm doing what I can. Uh, mostly trying to just mind my own business while everybody else is running around. Totally understandable. Bridget, thank you. And um, please just be safe. I will. We're we're on lockdown. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm an introvert anyway, so I'm fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Your contact info and and stuff and everything is. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch, or. Check out my blog at richardfitch2112.wordpress.com. And what's the current words on uh, uh, Beyond the Trailer Park? Uh, still on hiatus. I'm not sure for how long. Yeah. With everything else going on, I'm not totally surprised. Yeah. Have you thought about getting a, a new email address? Mike Pence at google.com. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, and fuck Donald Trump, too. You know what? Fuck everybody. <laughs> you know what? If a whole lot of fucking going on. Buy me a drink first, God. <laughs> you know, I, I have a domain of my own. If if you would like uh if you would like an email redirect for fuck Mike Pence from my domain, I'd be more than happy to set that up for you as a reflector. Oh god. <laughs> that Just, would be so cool. 
Just a thought. You know, if we ever if we ever hit the big time and and but uh, Felix is even saying yeah. And the FCC ever got a hold of that, we'd be shut down so fast to make our heads spin. No, they wouldn't. We're not on broadcast. Fuck them. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. But we we can we can talk about that a little bit later. You take care of yourself, and thank you. Mm-hmm. And Dallin, thank you and your many mega cycles of. Uh, computing prowess for everything. Yeah. <laughs> at least, you know, it's nice to know at least someone appreciates that uh, I actually do some IT work these days. Well, I have to appreciate that. I mean, it's not like you can go out there with it. See, that's what happened, man. You, 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 you went ahead and you bought yourself a, a nice birthday gift for yourself. And now look, what are you doing with it? You're going to end up going out there with it and use it as a javelin to get those squirrels and bring them into food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if it's any if it's any consolation, saved for, from pool did help uh, get me some groceries not too long ago. Although got some awkward looks, like why are you paying in dollar dollar coins and because I can't use it to play the tables at the pool hall. There you go. Anyways, if you actually do want to listen to me rant and rave about how how wonderful life has been, you can always catch the audio version of this over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. And, uh, yeah, for any thoughts that uh, don't make it onto this show, you can always catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Thank you, man. All contact information is also over there. Holycrapthevlogcast.com has got everything you need, including our phone number if you want to leave a voicemail message. It's 859-HCTV-554-859-4288-554. Uh, I would occasionally remind you that we've got a Patreon. No, keep your money. Right now, that's more important. Or if you want to send it off to some group or other to you know help out with stuff... I'm sure that there is probably some help that Bernie Sanders could help with, but that's just because I've heard that he might be doing stuff to help folks. That's, we'll see how that plays out. We will be here. So long as we have a platform, we will continue to be here for you. And I say that on behalf of the entire crew, because I can. I don't think any one of us would turn away if you need us. So if you want to be in touch, like I said, all our social media information is over there, including a Discord, Facebook, Twitter. Don't go looking for G+. That doesn't exist anymore. I found that out because I followed a dead link one time. That's great right there. Enjoy. But... We'll be here. If you need to go ahead and take a take a breather, go do it. Meantime, we gotta get out of here. Lord knows I do. So you'll be safe. Until next time we get together ever. I wish you all, as always, the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And as always, like I say, for my lady, 14 and a half years later, I am still in love.
Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And to all you educators out there, you're doing a great job. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.